Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for but what we do have is a sense of humor street smarts and a few decades of experience under our wife mom and divorcee bill this ain't your mama's podcast welcome to episode 106 of co-parenting past chaos we're alive believe it or not you know what i finally get to say something that i haven't got to say what is that what a week (laughs) but it doesn't mean what a shit show. Oh, true. True. was actually a good week, and it's been a while since I've said that. We had a great time. We did. Traveling. Traveling difficulties, but uh, overall, a great a experience. A lot of traveling difficulties yes. all around. Yes. In all aspects. It was like the longest trip ever. Felt like we were never going to get home. I'm going to brag on myself for a minute, and I don't do that. I think we should brag on ourselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Before your traveling fiasco, I had like the trip from hell. Yours were way worse than mine. But I'd never even had a meltdown. Not even. I know. I'm so proud of you. I'm shocked. I think it's just what happens when you're traveling. You have to already have your mindset in the place where anything could go wrong. Yes. And you were already there. And I guess I kept thinking, at least I'm not in Jacksonville. (laughs) April, yeah, sure, you're stranded on the floor of an airport in Texas. But you're not in Jacksonville. You're not in Jacksonville. Sure, you haven't eaten in days and you haven't showered, but you're not in Jacksonville. No offense to anyone that likes Jacksonville. <laughs> well, it has its days where it's bearable. Does it? Does it really? Not very often. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is less of a what would April do and more of a can you please validate me as a bad mom. Hey, I'm here for you. So we had every intention, and by we, I mean myself. <laughs> That the main reason why Jet was not getting to stay with his grandparents, like his older brothers, was because he was going to start summer school. There was a summer school program. Well, A, I blame the district for not necessarily giving us all of the information. And B, I eventually got to this place where I was like, do we bother even taking him? Like, it's early in the morning. Nobody's giving me any details. Is it realistic? I only have one kid right now. So we did not put him in summer school. No. He missed the first and second day. And now I just have no willpower. I feel bad, but then I don't. Because okay, thank you. We could just sleep in a little bit. Yes. You know? We don't have to get up at 6 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. every single day day so i feel like if it was a matter of he's not gonna pass kindergarten maybe we would have but yeah i just assumed to not have any constraints on our summer i'm feeling very lazy this summer yeah and we've got a lot of work to do so we do we need to get our ass in gear is what we need to do yeah we do but you know what you needed a break maybe we just needed a week to like decompress yeah decompress deep breaths Last week, we talked about our top three triggers during our high-conflict custody battle. And this week, oh, we're going to talk about traveling with your ex. Is it weird or just another day in the life of a blended family? True. For us, it's just another day, but it is kind of weird, I guess. I can see the weirdness from it. I ended up not traveling with my ex this time. 
And, you know, I think you need to, I guess, notice when it's enough and when it's not enough. You know, like there's no shame in taking a few steps back. There's no shame in saying, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't where the pl- the place that we're necessarily in. You and Roy are like leaps and bounds ahead of John and I. And that's okay. Traveling with him just didn't work out. Not a big deal. But there's no crime in saying, you know what? We're not ready for this. We're Absolutely. Not here for this, it's just probably why set yourself up for failure? Exactly. And why stress yourself out more? Yeah. And it could only cause further issues with the co-parenting. Let's just not. First of all, I think we've well when I say we, <laughs> I mean John. <laughs> but we've kind of all been in this really weird place. I mean, we're doing a TV show, for God's sake, right. about being very close with your ex. And so I'm sure like a lot of these feelings that we didn't know we had are going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some jealousy and insecurities, and that's fine. But it, it's just been kind of weird lately. So I think that's probably a good reason. And then there were a lot of things going on with the dogs and things. And what's so interesting to me on that day that you guys decided, you know what, we're well, I think it was just you decided I'm yes. leaving and I'm not waiting for him. But John's usually very on time and he's got he's very structured and scheduled. And I, I tried to feed off of where he was at and why it was the morning was happening the way that it was. And it's OK if maybe he was having a little anxiety and he didn't want to voice that. OK, well, you know what? He should have voiced it. Because I really feel like he should have said, hey, I just I'm not digging this. I don't right. want to have to travel with Lauren, if that was even it, and it could have not been, he still hasn't really said, but just for people that don't know, we all took this big, huge trip back to Tennessee. First, I went to California to drop Tanner off with Roy and my trip was crazy, but we were all planning to meet in Tennessee together. So Lauren and John and the little boys were going to travel from North Carolina to Tennessee. Then I was going to fly from California to Tennessee And everything got all mixed up. So the day that Lauren and John were supposed to leave, the dogs got an ear infection and the boarding was full. So we had to take them, which is probably a good thing that you went on your own because it would have been a chaos. I I think so. And it it turned out for me in on that aspect, it turned out to be a great trip overall, just because I did decide to go on my own with the boys. And then I traveled back with your daughter and grandson. And that again was fine. Yeah. So you know what? We may have needed extra cars that kind of worked out in the long run. It did. For a positive thing. John and I don't have the same relationship that you and Roy have. And you've traveled with Roy before this. Yes. So you guys are very comfortable in doing that. John and I have never traveled together as co-parents since our divorce. Um, I think the longest we've been in a car was to Wilmington. So one hour. (laughs) And that was just recently. That was within like the last two or three weeks. I mean, we were there for our son and his medical issues. So I guess I wasn't really thinking about the car ride. And I'm always really hopeful in my relationship with John and like expecting there to be a breakthrough of some sort. There wasn't per se, but that may have just been enough for us. And that's, we'll just have to call that a day, you know, like, us traveling eight and a half hours in a car together with two dogs and three boys may have tested the waters too much. I mean, I think that's strenuous on a very healthy marriage. I agree. So I'm not sure how that would work for two exes yes. traveling together. I can remember growing up, and I don't ever recall my parents going on a trip together after they divorced. Me neither. Do you? No. Even the few events that I do remember my parents all attending together, it was 
never really uncomfortable, but it was definitely awkward. Yeah, mine was definitely divided. Yeah. You know, like mom sat here and that family, dad sat here. There wasn't a lot of intermingling and there doesn't definitely wasn't any getting in the car and riding to destinations together. Right. So I just, I don't know. I feel like today, like if my dad was still alive, I think my parents would probably travel together. But I don't know back then. I think it was still a little... Their relationship was a little too sad. I don't know if my parents would to this day. <laughs> maybe for like an emergency reason. Maybe. I don't know. I've never really thought about it because I guess you don't you don't think of those things. Here's a question I have for you, though. So you travel. You've traveled with Roy before in the past. And this time you traveled across the country and actually stayed with him for a little while with Tanner. Your husband, who is my ex-husband, did. Do you think that was an issue for him? But how... If it was, what was, how was that any different than if he had traveled with me? Um, I don't know if it was an issue. John isn't very, you know, just recently he's kind of made some comments about the relationship between Roy and I. And I, I, I don't want to get into them, but I will as long as I have his permission and I haven't really asked him. So I don't want to say the exact things he said, but it gave me a feeling. And I think it started with the show. Oh, when I seen the preview, I was like, oh, that's new. I've never known that John felt any way about the relationship that I have with Roy because we are very close and we've always been very close. And it's like, I know we got a divorce, but the only thing that really changes that we don't have sex. So nothing else is different. Why do you think that John wouldn't want that for him and I? I don't know. Other than he just doesn't see things the way other people do. And he definitely doesn't see them the way I do. Mm -hmm. I just feel like when you have children with someone, you can't just poof magically you're no longer in each other's lives after you divorce. Right. And I feel like it's even more important to build a, a strong bond and some type of relationship that has a good connection as parents because you still need to parent kids together. Now, I know it just doesn't work for everybody. You're not going to travel the world with everybody. I remember when Jerry and I, the first trip that we took after the demise of our marriage, and it was a disaster. And we just realized, you know what? We weren't there. Mm -hmm. We weren't in a place that we were ready to do that. After we healed, I remember us taking family trips together. Now, Jerry and I never did anything together, just the two of us. But Roy, Jerry, and I would travel together. Or I would travel to visit Jerry and Jessica. Right. And it was fine. Other people thought it was extremely weird. And, you know, I kind of remember being a little embarrassed. And this was years ago. But. But I remember being embarrassed and thinking, I don't want to tell anybody that's my ex-husband and this is my current husband because people were very judgmental and they still are. I mean, we hear the comments that people make. We see them now. Yes. Because they're public and out there in the world. They're on, you know, the news outlets that are talking about our show. People don't like this. They don't understand it and they don't agree with it. But it works for us. As someone who's on a different side of the co-parenting line here, I am very envious because mine is different. I would much, to me anyways, because mine is different. I would, I think, prefer if people didn't understand my dynamic with my ex because we were so close. But I have the opposite of that. My ex and I don't have really any communication at all. And we don't co-parent together. I co-parent with you. Right. And so John and I don't do really anything together. I actually would love the that idea of saying, oh, this is my ex-husband and this is my boyfriend or I've never gotten that. And I don't know what that would look like. And I want that for you because I do have that. And 
And I would travel with your ex-husbands. You do. <laughs> we do. We, it's weird. We have. We, we have. Even when you and I travel together with my son from my second marriage, you're right there holding the phone letting yes. Roy watch Tanner play soccer on FaceTime. And so we're very much intertwined. John and I traveled together with Roy. Mm-hmm. And it's not weird. But also, Roy and I travel together very often, just the two of us with Tanner. Right. And I remember the first time that we did that. And I think it felt a little awkward to me because I was like, okay, this is weird because I am married. Mm-hmm. And I was married to this man. And now we're going to go together. And we didn't stay in the same hotel room. So that was, you know, it didn't make it so uncomfortable. But then the next time we did, we actually stayed in the same hotel room. Yeah. And it wasn't awkward at all. Now, there are times, you know, Roy can really, whoo, Lord, he can get under my skin (laughs) and he can get me fired up. So there was a time that we had traveled together that I called John. I'm like, I will never do this again. I'm so angry at him. And then John did say, you know, I don't really like this. I, you know, how about you just don't do this again without me? So I thought, okay, is that because I called him complaining or is it because he is uncomfortable? Jealousy. Right. Which either way is fine. But then after that, I traveled again with Roy and I've even traveled with Roy and Tanner and one of yours and John's sons. That's right. Just us together. That's right. So because we always are splitting up things and this kid goes here and that one goes there. When you've got so many, it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> But most recently, when I flew to California to take Tanner to Roy for a few weeks, surprisingly, it just didn't feel weird at all. That's because you and Roy have truly a friendship. We really, really do. And it's so admirable. Even I think you and Jerry have gotten to this really good place of you were people that grew up together. Oh, yeah. You've known him for 20 plus years, probably longer from 25? Um, let's see, 28. Holy cow. Oh, gosh. 28 years. Woo! That's, that's a long time. Those are friends at that point. Oh, yeah. And I wish that that's how mine looked. I've tried for that for several years. I've been divorced now for four. But I also, I think there comes a time, we, we, we talked about this earlier, where you have to own what yours is and be proud of that mm-hmm. and how far and just be okay with that. Sometimes it will never look like other people's. And it doesn't have to. It can You make your own. Absolutely. But I do, I'm very thankful for where it is now because it's come a long way. It's at least quiet. <laughs> right. Like, you know, the waters are just smooth. Yeah. There's, there are no big waves. It's, yes. So it's, it's okay. But yeah, this time it was, I just felt comfortable. I mean, I stayed in Roy's home in California. He does have a roommate, but we did things together. You know, he and I went out to the grocery store and grocery yeah. shop together and left Tanner there. And it just... It doesn't feel awkward. For your child, that is probably the most peaceful exchange or transition that he will have. His life will never look different. Do you think like when you're alone with John or uh, with your ex, does it feel weird or awkward to you? I'm very rarely just alone with John and it only feels awkward because he doesn't speak to me. So it feels like there's just a person sitting there and I'm not really like he won't carry on a conversation with me. That's really strange. And I wonder why. And I think to myself sometimes, I hope I don't ever I don't even have to ask this because I know the answer. The answer is no, I don't. I know the answer to this. (laughs) It's him. But I don't do anything. Not at all. Think. No, I'm going to be upset if he does. You don't. And you never have. Honestly, you never have even in the beginning. So I don't know why that is. It's more of an awkwardness that creates the awkwardness. Mm -hmm. There's not awkward for me because he's my ex. 
that I because there's no communication. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, like we went to this wedding recently over the weekend, your uh, cousin. Right. And it was a bunch of family and John was there and, and it's your family. So you and your family were kind of intermingling. And I stepped outside because John was outside and I thought, oh, OK, hey, I got somebody here, too. But he would walk away from me when I would walk over to him and he wouldn't speak to me even when I tried cracking a joke or saying something. That's the awkwardness that he puts in the situation. Otherwise, I don't find it awkward being friends with an ex at all. I traveled for my 32nd birthday. I don't remember how old I am. I traveled with my first ex-husband who we've been divorced for over 10 years. And, and we traveled weird. together. We FaceTimed my parents. I mean, it wasn't weird at all. We picked up where we left off. We've known each other since high school. So what we're saying is it's a John issue <laughs> and not an S. I don't know. I mean, I think that everybody views exes differently. And I have a long history of being friends with exes. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, if you've once loved a person, still having some some sort of bond with them unless they've truly harmed you, caused a lot of damage. And even more so when you have children together, why not? That's Why not I mean. be friends? I have exes that I don't have kids with, and we've never not gotten along. It was so neat because when I went to California, I got to go to Roy's office and see where he works. And there are people there that we knew as a married couple 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. That's and funny. And that's just interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, look. It's like it's gone it's full, full circle. circle. And I really I just found it so fascinating that. Some people that have only seen us as husband and wife are now seeing us as these really cool friends. I see you guys as really cool friends. I mean, it's an example for me. I love it. What were we doing yesterday or the day before? And Jerry just like popped into your house, yeah. scared the heck out of me because I rounded the corner and he just came on in we with had baby Ty. Some filming, a little filming this week. And so we had a camera crew here and here pops in Jerry and Lauren and I are getting ready. And, you know, we're just chit chatting with Jerry and it's just not weird. It's not weird. And I'll have every now and then, oh, my boyfriend might get mad, but I'll every now and then I'll get like an ex-boyfriend from years ago that'll, you know, send me a message. Hey, how have you been? Just checking in on you. And it's like nice to hear from nothing, nothing more than that. No. Nothing flirtatious. But some of them, you know, there's one I've been I've known him since I was 10 years old. Oh, exactly. At some point, it's just like, just like childhood friends. It's like my parents know your parents. Yeah. So, of course, why would it be weird? What do well, you've just answered this, I think, already. I was going to say, what do you talk about with your exes? Well, John doesn't really speak, but... You know, with other exes, catch up on your lives. That's what I did. Well, obviously, when I talk to Jerry or when I talk to Roy, most of the time it's about kids. Right. We'll talk. Like, if somebody that we knew, Jerry and I, from back home, if they die, we'll talk about it. Oh, my yes. gosh, you know, so-and-so we grew up with, they died. Or Roy and I'll be like, oh, man, I ran into so-and-so that I used to see when we were married. So we just talk about anything. Oh, of course. It's friendly conversation. Some of them will text me and say, oh, my gosh, I ran into your mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I totally That's get it. I don't understand with John. Because you guys do have a long history. I mean, we have children have, together. Well, yeah, but you have known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you're familiar. It's like you told me that at the wedding, what you just talked about with, you know, you were with or you were around all my family and you're like, okay, I don't know anybody here. John is your familiarity. Right. And yes. so you step out to talk to him. I would do the same thing with Roy. And I have. Yes. Like he is the person that I would kind of cling to mm -hmm. if I didn't know anyone else in the room. And yeah. I would feel very safe and comfortable. And yeah, that's just it's a little different for me, yeah. but that's OK. I mean, John and I have bouts where he 
will send a text message, but he won't text me directly. He has to group text us. I'm not really sure what that's about. Um, Like, if I really was that insecure, I would understand. And when I, and and me saying this now, I hear, I'm probably hearing what the listeners will hear. I I guarantee you guys, April is not in any way the jealous kind. And I can confirm. I'm just not. That's not. I have listened to her sit there and tell John, I wish you would love your (laughs) ex-wife. It would turn me on if you loved your ex-wife. Now you're telling me secrets that make me sound sick. (laughs) No, but she's repeated this for years. This was before we were even fully civil. I've always been team John and Lauren to get along. I've always very much pushed for a good relationship between the two of you and good communication because, quite frankly, it makes my life easier because... As you say, we, you and I are the ones that co-parent. Yes. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. And I do. I love it. I have bouts of guilt because that's a lot to put on your shoulders. Well, I, don't, I don't want you to feel that way. But if you think about it, if you and I weren't, who would who would parent these kids? Right. It wouldn't. I, I think mean, they would be parented, but there would never be any communication on no. what happened here and what happened there. It would just me be me having it be like those guys in my DMs. They would be having conversations mm-hmm. to themselves. To themselves, exactly. Yes. So I get it. When you're around John, like if you are alone, does it feel different than when you were married? Or do does sometimes you have this like, oh, wow, this is kind of familiar like it was at one time? Not it, in a romantic Yeah, way, no. I So sometimes when I'm with him, I do. I forget that we were married, honestly. Like we are very far removed from each other in that sense. That's how moved on we are. And from our divorce, there are little times where something he'll do. I'll have like a flashback of, oh my gosh, okay, this was a person I was married because I remember him doing that in my marriage or him speaking like that in my marriage, not in a bad way, but just little reminders that, oh, wow, like I have known this person for almost 13 years and he is someone that I have a history with. But for the most part, I I kind of forget. And it's just like this guy that's around. I am such a people watcher and I'm so nosy, especially when I'm out in public and I always look and I'm like, oh, I wonder what their story is. Are they a family? Are they just friends? Are they, you know, what's going on? So I always think of that when it's just me, Roy and Tanner. What people think? I wonder if people are like, are they, you know, they probably just think we're just this happily married couple and whatever. So what's funny is when I was actually married to John, my friends and I at the time, these are very old friends from when we lived in Missouri. We eventually got to this place and we would joke when we would be around other people and say, watch Lauren and John, watch when John shows up. You won't even know that they're a married couple. So even when we were married, it didn't look like we were married. He wouldn't speak to me or we weren't. We would never show up to events together. So now looking at it, it very much doesn't look like, I mean, to you, can you imagine us ever being married? No. No, you can't. I can't. But I've changed and evolved very much as a different person too. You're very, you two are just very different people. We are. And And I I think that opposites attract, but I just can't ever picture you two as husband and wife. No, trust me. It's, it's just still weird. something I suppress every <laughs> it's day. It's really weird. When you're getting along, though, <laughs> when you're getting along, does it ever feel like, you know, why did we ever get a divorce? No, no, it doesn't. I don't ever think about why, because those moments where we are getting along are the reasons why we got a divorce, because I don't think we would have ever been able to get along like that had we stayed married. I think we would have done more damage. Which really changed you, too. <laughs> 
I mean, it really did. It was, it's a weird place to be in when, when you're going through a divorce at kind of a youngish age, right? Like you're in your twenties and you're a mom and you've been with this man for so long and you're like, okay, I'm either going to change drastically. This is going to change my life or I'm too scared to change. I'd rather just stay safe here. And Mm -hmm. even though I'm miserable, I'm safe in the misery. And let me tell you, when I took that leap and I finally, there's a switch, I promise there's this switch that goes off when you finally look back and you're like, why didn't I jump sooner? I wasn't ready. I had to really be pushed and pulled and stripped down a little bit. And my ego had to be definitely destroyed for me to realize I needed to get out of that to grow. And the amount that I've grown from it, had I not grown from it and not learned the life lessons, I probably would still be bitter over my divorce and probably wish I was still married to him. But I'm not. I am not in any way. I am so grateful for it every day because I actually like the person that I am now. And I don't think that had I stayed in that marriage, I would have ever really liked myself. And I definitely would have blamed John and continued to blame him. And blaming other people does nothing but breed anger and bitterness in yourself. And it's a really bad look. It really is. I can say that I don't ever and never did in the past. When I was around Jerry, I wasn't ever thinking, oh, you know, we're getting along now. Why couldn't we have done this when we're married? Just because our marriage was very traumatic and it was just volatile. It wasn't good. We're much better friends. Yes, I can see that. Now, Even now, it's so weird because we have been divorced for so long, but we have known each other for a very long time. When I'm around him and I see this grown-up version of Jerry, I'm like, I wonder what it would have looked like had we been married. But I just, you know, after the pain that I think we've caused one another... I don't think it would have ever been something we could have moved past. What's even weirder is think about if... You had never met Jerry at the age you met him at and you you met him now, like today's age and in your life today. Would he be someone oh God, I don't that you that. would be to be with? Would it be someone that you would want to date? I don't know. Because see, I think I feel like our personalities are very different. I don't think if I think if I cross John on the street now being who I am in life now. And or he approached me, I don't think he would ever be someone I would talk to. Not because He's not attractive necessarily or like not someone. It's just that's not the man I could. mm -mm, No. And I think that's about Jerry. I'm a very, very strong willed woman and I'm a very loud. And I think I'm (laughs) I like to be in control of things. And Jerry is just not. He is very strong and he is very outspoken. Mm -hmm. And I think we would choke each other. Do you ever sit with Roy? Then this is husband number two and think. Because I'll go back to my first husband because I have sat with him 10 years after our divorce and thought, man, I wish we could. And we've tried. Um, I'll say this for sure, especially after the show mm-hmm. and, and the things that I've seen and heard. There there are times that I'm like, well, darn it. Why didn't, I mean, you, do- why didn't you do that 10 years ago or <laughs> yes. you know, something like that? And, and I think there's I think it's natural for people to say or think what if. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, sure. I could see me saying that more with Roy, like, okay, if things had been different. But then you also have this other thing like, well, I am in a very good place now. And I've changed and evolved Mm -hmm. a lot as a human and as a woman. So I don't know that he would put up with me. True. Or that I could put up with him. That's true. So I don't know. I guess it goes both ways. Huh. I don't know. Do you think that spending time like we do, and it's so funny because- Yesterday, you and I were at the pool together and you 
actually said, oh, my God, we're messing these kids up. And it was a joke. Yeah. But do you think that we confuse our kids? Does it offer them a false sense of family when we do all travel together and we are so close? I I don't think so. No, because what is the ladder to that? The ladder is us not getting along and giving them anxiety. And all of us missing out on very special things. And a false sense that you can't be mature. Right. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think this is messing us up. I don't think Tanner's messed up that he and I flew to California to see his dad and we all stayed there. I mean, his dad and I weren't shacking up in the bed together every night. I was sleeping with Tanner. I don't think so at all. I think if anything else, any trauma that our children may have is just solely going to be from the fact that they are children that did come from divorced parents. But it's not going to stem from what that divorce looked like you know, long term, we corrected it right away. And you still have a family dynamic. You're not having broken parents. Right. I agree with you 100%. I don't think that it's weird or awkward or that we're setting them up for failure. We're messing them up in any way mentally because we're doing this. I think if anything, we're giving them a great life that they should have had with both of their parents. Absolutely. Now they've just got a few extras. And this week when we were and when we got to Tennessee, we all stayed at my mother's house and it was amazing. Oh, it was. It was fun. We were all this this huge family. We did everything together and never once was it weird or awkward or. Listen, I didn't feel awkward at all. And I felt like a show pony half the time, you know, like your school show and tell. Here I'm was showing us off here i'm bringing my my husband's ex-wife with me everywhere i go and i don't even mind that because it i never felt awkward i didn't feel like go in saying hey this is my husband's ex-wife this is my best friend that's really all it is my girlfriends from high school came over and we were chit-chatting like hey you know you guys know my best friend lauren plus most people know me your kids all know me my kids know me your mom knows me i've already been around all these people enough it felt very natural as weird as that (laughs) That right. may be. It felt natural. But I don't I don't think of you as John's ex-wife. I wasn't I don't, traveling with John's ex-wife. I, I don't think of me as John's ex-wife. <laughs> I was traveling with my best friend. That's all I do. So what about inviting your new significant other? Like, when does that happen? I mean, I want it to happen more often. I don't know what hurdle we're going to have to get over for that to be a thing. Um and I don't know why it still is. I guess I've, at this point, I've oh, I've done the worst thing ever. I've brushed it under the rug and I've gone about my merry way. What you do. That's what I've done. You know, like, OK, well, that was an issue. If it's going to be an issue, then it just I sits think if there. Something is uncomfortable for you. You just don't do it. Oh, don't absolutely. To- I don't pursue it or try to fix it. If it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Right. And really nothing was broken. It just... Here's the thing. I don't want to be in an awkward situation, right? We just talked about how John and I being in the same room is awkward in itself just because he doesn't acknowledge or speak to me. Why would I want to bring my new significant other into that when in the past that has been the case and just have that relived? It's something that I can handle, but I don't want him to have to handle. And I guess maybe that's where I I sit with that. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm with you. I don't want to go on a trip where my butt's puckered the whole time. Right. Thank you. That's I guess that's more of what I meant. And I, I think it I don't know if Roy ever decides to have 
or I allow a significant other. I'm I don't want her to feel I don't want her to feel left out weird. And I definitely don't want her to feel left out. So for sure, I would hope. And that was what was wrong with the other one that I didn't really like. <laughs> Because, not you, Heather. Yeah, not you, Heather. But <laughs> she just didn't want to be involved. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we are this crazy circus. You got to just jump in and be part of our family. We're you, welcoming you. You do. In. And so my significant other, we went on a brief live last night because I was trying to get more on TikTok. And, and it he got asked a question and, and he answered it. It was the only question he really got asked. And he's, you know, why, why aren't you a part of it more? Why don't you hang out more? And he was like, listen, I did. I probably went... Um, in guns blazing too hot. Like I came in very excited to be a part of this because I wanted to show how accepting I was of it. But I realized very quickly it probably wasn't going to be it wasn't a good idea. And he was met with John, you know, kind of diffusing him a little bit, I mm-hmm. think, and and being a little bit negative about it. So he was like, eh, maybe this isn't worth it. He said he supports April and I and I know he supports the shit out of us. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. team April and Lauren. He really is. He is. Biggest fan. He's my little feminist. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he's anti men just like me. He, he's so <laughs> supportive and he is like the first Number one cheerleader. He is. And, and all of our things. honestly, right up next to Jerry, I'll say. Oh, I got a shout yeah. out to Jerry. Yeah, Jerry is too. Jerry is Jerry's team, April and Lauren. John doesn't support. He's very supportive of us. And Roy is as well. That They'll pretty much do whatever we say. We say. But for, as far as like promoting us, yeah. Jake is a promoter for sure. Yeah. And I think that feels good. I mean, but whatever John it's the same thing that I have with John, right? Like if I don't have to go out of my way to have that whole, you know, let's pull it out of him or let's defend John again conversation. Why do it? I just don't, you know, like don't fix something that's not broken to, in my opinion. There you go. So all in all, travel with your ex if you want to, if you don't, no, doesn't matter. But here's we're going to keep doing. Here's really what we got from this. April's exes are great to travel with. Roy, number one, 100%. Uh, his snoring is kind of a default of his. A little bit. Jerry, if you can handle a type A, definitely travel with. John, if you just don't want to be acknowledged, travel with him. So there you go. I want your butt to pucker because he scares you with his driving. That's true. He doesn't like me to say that, but it's true. <laughs> okay, y'all get in touch with us. We love to hear from our listeners. Send us topics that you'd like us to discuss. And if you want to learn more about us and hear all of our crazy stories from the beginning of this chaos, check out our website, pastchaos.com. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Don't forget to tune into our premiere Sunday, June 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern on TLC, You, Me, and My Ex. Call on the Kirks. Did you find one? I did. Okay, what is it? We came across this question posted to one of those blended family groups that we're in, and it like it was like, you know, sometimes they're just really perfect for what we're talking about. Oh, they about. are, yes. So... There's a wife asking, new wife asking, do you allow the bio mom inside your home? <gasps> well, I I mean, I think I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I allow the bio mom inside to my bed, <laughs> inside to my everything. Oh, yeah. I'm like right up in there. So, I, I, but I think we touched on this. I want to say at some point. Doing an exchange or with your children of any kind, inviting that other parent into the home, making it like a very warm and inviting and not like a here, open up the car door and jump out. Yeah. Make it friendly. Like you would go over to a friend or a neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think it's, you know, it can be traumatizing for children that have grown up in this nuclear family and now their parents are divorced and now they're getting swapped 
like herd of cattle from one house to the next. You want them to feel comfortable. Here's the thing. If you want your bonus kids or your bio kids to feel comfortable in your home, then their other parents should feel comfortable in your home. I believe you. 100%. They should feel welcomed. Also, I want to know where my kid is going to be. Absolutely. I want to know what's it look like in your house. Are you filthy? Are you Mm -hmm. clean? Are you a hoarder? Are you whatever? I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to invite an ex into my house before I'm going to invite some of my friends. That's probably true. Because it's safer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a safer bet. Yeah. I mean, if and if I can go and you can go from our high conflict stuff and now be the best of friends, you can invite an ex into your daggone house. It's, let them in. Have them sit down at your table. Have a quick conversation. Like, make it comfortable. I'm not ask you to break out the good bourbon, but dear God, <laughs> let the people in. That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Kirks and our big blended family, visit our website at pastchaos.com. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button. If you really want to get personal, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to tune in every Sunday when we release new episodes. We would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little.